Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello friends, welcome to your favourite podcast. (laughs) I love how I'm like... This is your favourite podcast. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. I'm not waiting for feedback. I'm telling you. This is the best podcast ever. You love it. Amazing. I love it. Amazing. So, friends, if you haven't already seen, tickets for Future Self Nights are open. They are live. You can now get your ticket to your favourite networking event. And so many of you already have. It made my heart so happy. So Future Self Nights is happening on the 1st of September. And so fun. We've moved from Walthamstow. The last one was in Walthamstow. Now we're going to Mayfair, baby. We're going to the big city. We're going to central London. And it has been hosted at Albright's townhouse in Mayfair which is so fun. I feel so fancy, y'all. I feel so... Sorry, did I just say y'all? I don't mean to do that, but I think I listen to a lot of American podcasts and I think that the y'all, and I think Bernie Brown is a big y'all person. And it makes me feel so connected when I say that, but I'm not American, so what am I doing? I should... That's... Yeah, I'm gonna stop that. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. (laughs) But Future Self Nice is happening. It's happening. I'm collaborating with Albright to put on this event. It's going to be so fun. So the theme of this, of September Future Self Nights is comeback season. And the reason why it's comeback season and what I mean by that, I'm going to just quickly, briefly explain what I mean by comeback season. There are, I I am guilty of this as well. So I'm not just like talking about the big wide internet. Like this is something that I've definitely done as well. And I feel like I'm often trying to talk about the things that I find really challenging. Like I talk about my anxiety quite a lot. I talk about um, how I grew up quite a lot because I am wanting to share the challenges that I face so that when you hear me talk about business and life, it's not just like, oh my gosh, amazing this this sort of like endless winning streak i'm wanting to share that life and business is really 50 50 and what i've noticed over the last few months is that as i talk to and as i build deeper relationships with my business besties my business friends and as i have more conversations with other business owners that i really admire what i realize is that so many of us go through so many challenges that are so similar However, the only time we actually really get into community to talk about things is when we're winning. Like we own, like when we're winning and something is going amazing, we share it with our audience, we share it with our friends and they congratulate us. And we feel this real great sense of community when things are going right. However, when things are going wrong, when we feel that sense of comparison, when, you know, a brand reaches out to work with us and we can't sign the contract for whatever reason it falls through 
when we launch something and it doesn't go the way that we've planned, we don't get that sense of community because we're not often sharing, hey, I did a launch and no one signs up. And it's like when we win, we share and we get access to that community. We get that love and, um, you know, connection. But when we lose, we go into this place of isolation and we suffer alone and we it allows our brain to make up these stories of I'm not good enough or it's not going to work for me or I should have tried harder I don't have the right qualifications you know whatever your flavor is and I've just been thinking about like why do we do that? Why do we like isolated, isolate when things go wrong, but we are open to community and open to friendship and love and support when things are going right? And surely we need more conversations about the things that go wrong. If I'm sitting here and saying that 50% of the time things are going to be amazing and 50% of the time things are going to be really challenging and you're going to feel great emotions and positive emotions, but you're also going to feel negative emotions, then surely there should be a space for us to really hold and be able to have both of these conversations. And I think this kind of comes back to society. Society the way we value humans and the way we assign more value to one human over another. We say that if someone's more successful and if they have more status, they're more worthy of being seen, they're more worthy of being um, considered. Like you might see, I don't know, Justin Timberlake and you're like, oh my God, you know, do you want to sit down? Do you want my, do you want a glass of water? But if we saw somebody who uh, had less status, we may treat them differently. And I just think in this corner of the internet, we should be doing things different. We should be creating more conversations where we allow ourselves to be seen for the fullness of what it means to be a human. I was invited to do a, to have a conversation at Albright very recently for their um, monthly networking session, which is called Albright Meets. And, um, Scarlett Clark, who is an amazing, amazing woman. You'll be hearing more about her soon. But she was interviewing me and she asked me, do you think it's possible to manifest negative things in your life? And it got me really thinking about how adversity and challenge and struggle is so part of the human experience. Yet we are kind of taught that there are ways or things that you can do to avoid that negative part of the human experience. I don't think it's possible. Some like we're all going to fall in love with people. We're all going to fall in love with pets. We're all going to fall in love with plants and they die. (laughs) I'm laughing, even though that's quite sad. Like we're all gonna die. Like adversity is part of the human experience. There's nothing we can do to get rid of adversity. We can try to be healthier so we can live longer. In the end, we all end up in the same fate. So what I mean, so where this comes back to your business, where this comes back and relates is that if business is about, you know, we all wanna win, we all wanna succeed, then we have to really find ways to be open to the parts when we're not winning, when things are not working. And this relates back to Future Self Nights because Future Self Nights is a place, an environment, it's in a pop-up community where we get to show up as our biggest, boldest, confident selves. We get to show up as, you know, our future self, the one that is successful. 
And it, for this one, for September the 1st, I want us to really acknowledge that our successes that we've had so far have been built off of things that haven't worked out. And that our future successes are going to require us to step into failures. Things aren't going to work out in the future. And we're going to have the courage and the confidence to figure them out. Okay, we're going to have the courage and confidence to keep on going. So at Future Self Nights, your comeback season, we're going to be exploring our biggest fails, our cringiest moments, our biggest wins, how many things we tried to succeed, how many things didn't work, like what were the things that uh, didn't work out in your favour but actually led to a really successful scenario. We're going to be turning the concept of failure on its head. We're going to be rewriting the narrative of failure being meaning something that meaning that you have to go and isolate and changing all of these unspoken rules about business and success on their head and really rewriting that story. So I've got quite a few fun prompts and games. I've already decided that it's going to be really fun. It's going to be an amazing night. I've already decided, don't worry. (laughs) And I'm so excited to share this with you and to connect and to manifest together. Okay. Um, You've got two glasses of wine. You've got two drinks um, included in your ticket. Uh, All the links and all the details to get your tickets are going to be in the show notes to this episode. So I cannot wait to see you there. So let's talk about what I want to talk about on today's episode. And it's a concept that I don't think I've actually spoken about on this podcast, which shame on me that it's taken me so long to share this with you. But it's a beauty. It's a beauty. It's amazing. And it's this concept called the only player on the field. Now, I actually got this from somebody else. Like, I listened to a podcast and this guy was talking. If you know who originally said that, please let me know so I can credit them. Um, But I did get this from this American man who was talking on a podcast. I can't remember his name. So when I was at Albright Meets and Scarlett Clark was interviewing me, she asked me, um, oh, like there are loads of people coming, becoming coaches at the moment. The industry is getting really saturated. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever compare yourself about that? Do you ever feel, you know, bad that loads of people are coming, becoming coaches and doing what you do? And I know people talk about saturated industries. They talk about that with like fashion brands and music and things like that. They talk about how hot, like certain industries are harder than others and all of this kind of stuff. And so her question was really like, how do you approach that? What do you think about this? And I said, no, I don't think about the industry being saturated. I don't think about other coaches I don't really think about them. And don't get me wrong, I think about other coaches like I sometimes go and learn from coaches. I um, recently stopped working with my coach, but I worked with my most recent coach for like two years. And even when I was working with her, I didn't listen to a bunch of coaches. I just worked on the work that my coach gave me and I kind of just shut out everything and the reason why I did that is because I just wanted to shut out the noise every person on the internet is going to have a different way to do stuff I decided to learn from this coach just because that's what I decided so I shut out all the noise 
But for you as a creative listening to this, you may have your, this may come up for you in different ways. Like you may see loads of brands on Etsy, for example, and you might think, why is anyone going to buy my natural soap bars over somebody else? You might be starting a fashion brand and you're thinking, well, why does the world need this fashion brand over all of these other fashion brands? And there's so many fast fashion brands that do it cheaper. Why would anyone buy from me? And whatever your thing is, it comes up for us as humans in multiple different ways. And introducing the concept of the only player on the field. I want you to imagine that you are a football player, maybe you play for Arsenal or Tottenham or whatever, and you have to play a football game against Lionel Messi. Now, I don't know anything about football, so I might be getting my things mixed up. Let's forget about that, but just pretend. Lionel Messi is debated to be one of the best football players of all time, or at least of our generation, as far as I know. He's considered to be the best. I want you to imagine playing against someone who on the other side is considered to be a best. As a footballer, it would be really unhelpful for you to go into a game being like, oh my God, Messi's on the other side. He's the best. He scored this last time and he did this and he plays with all these great teams and he earns lots of money. If you were so focused on Lionel Messi, you would lose connection with your natural born talents gifts you would lose connection with your other teammates whatever you're trying to do it would be really distracting and the only only player on the field comes into play is instead of thinking about Messi and all of his grand achievements and all of his fans and all of the money that he makes really showing up to that game and deciding to show up to that game with intention of I'm the only player on the field. I'm the best player on the field because I am in control of me and I can control what I do. And maybe my story is still unraveling, but that is enough. And just staying with your own experience and turning off the noise of Lionel Messi and all his greatness and making that quieter and turning up all of the great things that you have to offer and really working and honing and developing your skill and bigging yourself up and looking at all the possibilities that are open to you regardless of what Messi does or doesn't do on or off the pitch. When we are looking at other people online, we're looking at what our friends are doing, we're looking at, you know, people online doing stuff, and we're celebrating them, it's really easy to compare their endpoint to our messy middle. Or their endpoint to our beginning. And people do this in many different ways. Like when people are starting businesses I actually don't recommend spending lots of money on a website like straight off the gate what I recommend is building an audience and proving your product before you spend a lot of money in websites branding and all of the stuff you basically want to prove your product in the marketplace before you financially quit that is my opinion you don't have to take that on obviously 
my friend Tasha did an amazing job with my website. It looks amazing. I love it. But I wouldn't have done that before I proven my idea. And the way that this comes off is that business owners will see their version of Lionel Messi and think, gosh, I need to get signed to Real Madrid or I need to, you know, look like Lionel Messi. I need to have his haircut or I need to like do whatever. And you start comparing yourself to like all these things that the other flashy websites and the other flashy brands can do and what they can do with all of the investment that they've had, the team that they have, you compare like that 10 person team to your one person solo business that you're doing part time while you work a full time job and raise a toddler. It like doesn't make sense. And it's so unfair to you to compare your situation to a situation that you're not in. Okay. And we just need to check in to sometimes why we do that. First of all, why we do that is perfectionism. We look at Lionel Messi or our version of Lionel Messi and we think, okay, Lionel Messi, his training, he has a psychologist who works with him. He has a coach that works with him. He has, you know, a massage therapist that sees him once a week. Like I need all of those things. And we're so afraid to like be rubbish. We're so afraid to start off at the bottom of the league. We make it mean something really negative about us that we add all of these qualifications so we don't have to get started. We don't have to kick a ball. We don't have to play a couple games and lose because we're like, if I can't do it Lionel Messi's way, then I don't want to do it at all. So it's a great way of stopping us from getting started, but also it's a great way to shame ourselves. It's also a great way to... Doubt our own potential because we're looking at what other people have done and what they've been able to do, and we're saying, "Hey, if I can't, if I don't have that, then it means that I can't do it." Being the only player on the field is about forgetting what everybody else is doing and really looking in to your experience and deciding that your experience is more than enough. Your circumstances is more than enough. Okay. And so I can hear you saying, okay, that sounds like very good. That sounds like a really cute concept, Kyra. But how do I really adopt this only player on the field? I'm running my business part time. I'm not seeing the results that I want. How do I really adopt this? I have to run my business on TikTok and Instagram. So what do you, what do you, how do I put this into action? I can hear you saying, and don't worry, I've got you. That's a fake American coming out with me. I really need to nip that in the bud. Anyway, there's a couple of things how I put this into action. And first of all, these are all suggestions. You can find your own way to do it. But I'm just going to kick off some ideas that you can use to adopt this only player in the field and to minimize comparison. Number one, when I started my business, when I was transferring from working in fashion and starting my service business, as a coach I remember being so inspired by other coaches online who had established themselves and were doing these launches making 10k 20k supporting all of these people 
And I remember being so inspired about how their clients talked about them, how they got all these positive testimonials and positive reviews. And I remember being really inspired by their emails and the way they created content and how it all seemed to become so easy to them. I remember being so inspired. And honestly, in the beginning, it felt really useful to listen to these people and these coaches that I admired and some of them I even call them friends today but I remember this moment very specifically when I realized that if I keep on watching the things that are going on in their business and if I keep on like consuming their content and enjoying their content I am not going to move forward I'm not going to be able to come up with my own ideas. I'm not going to be able to problem shoot things. I'm not going to be able to think about my audience if I'm continuously looking out and following these people, even though they're great, even though they're amazing. I have to say goodbye to this relationship that I'm having with them through their through their content. And so what I did is I took a group of people that I kept on watching And I muted all of their accounts. Listen, I love them. I still think they're amazing. Like I said, some of these people I actually consider friends today. But I have muted their Instagram accounts. I stopped following other coaches and I stopped looking for the answer. I took a pause. I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't listen to books. And all of a sudden... I just was alone with my own brain. I was alone with my own brain and my own challenges and my own wins and fails and whatever. And all of a sudden, I had to start thinking about how I think about the world. I had to start trying things and failing. I couldn't just sit there and consume because I had unmuted all this content that I was enjoying. And I had to start figuring out my own voice. And what that did is that really gave me the space to post content that would really hit off with my audience and post content that really didn't work. Because I now, instead of comparing my wins and my failures to somebody who is way more established than me, I was now comparing my wins and my failures to like who I was last week or what happened last month which is so much more useful for my business than comparing it to somebody else. And for you as a creative business owner listening to this, if you are a swimwear brand, I do not recommend following, you know, big, huge influencers of swimwear swimwear brands. I don't recommend following that fashion brand that you really admire and got you into fashion. I want to challenge you to unfollow all of them for a month, for 90 days and see what happens to your brain and how you start to think about your wins and your successes. Like if you actually put yourself in a vacuum and it's kind of interesting because I've definitely achieved things that I am celebrating. I'm so happy. But as soon as I look at like my friend who like does multiple six figures a year, I'll be like, oh, (laughs) I'm celebrating that like I've hit this number on my email list and you way surpassed that years ago. What is the point of doing that? Why would you do that to yourself? It's just going to make you stop. And I know people want to like keep their feet on the ground and you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. I'm not talking about getting 
too ahead of yourself. I'm just talking about having the kind of relationship with your business where you are reasonable and you support yourself and you are honest about what's going on for you. If you've just started your business a year ago, there is no point comparing your metrics to someone who has been in the game and been consistent in the game for five, six years. It's just ridiculous. So the first thing you can do is mute the people. Unfollow. Stop watching. It doesn't mean that you don't like them. It doesn't mean that you're not supporting them. You can send them sort of telepathy of support. You can actually DM them and talk to them and WhatsApp them if they're your friends. So you're still engaged with what's going on. I'm not telling you to ignore the people and to drop people out of your life because they're killing it and winning and winning. It's not that at all. All I'm saying is that you have to find, you have to look at when your brain is comparing and just shut those modes down. The next thing that you can do to embody the sense of being the only player on the field is evaluating what is happening for you. Now, I speak about this a lot, and I'm just going to open up about this for a second. I think it's very useful to do a weekly evaluation and monthly evaluation so you can see where you're growing and where your work things are working and where things are not working and not growing. Now, I really believe that we can think in ways that can create and attract positive outcomes towards us. I have seen in my own life and in the stories from my clients and stories from friends and in popular culture that we can think about something, we can write it down, we can stick it on a mood board and someone can email us with that exact thing that we were thinking of. And it feels like things come out of nowhere. But I'm also a big believer that manifestation also requires us developing skill. I want you to go back to that football scenario. There is no point looking at all of the goals that that Messi has scored over the last season without and you not showing up to your training practices and giving your heart all all you can into your own training and your own skill development. You're going to be better served by buckling down and really developing your craft and your skill as a footballer, developing your experience on the pitch, developing your experience working under pressure. And the only way you can do that is if you're looking and evaluating, okay, how did they show up in that game versus how did they show up in this other game? And when we start businesses, it's really interesting because... I see this all the time and I definitely had this. Like there's a sense that business should just become natural or that business should become easy. But we actually have to develop the skill of being a business owner. We have to develop the skill of marketing. We have to develop the skill of delivering and serving customers. We have to develop the skill of time management. Financial management is a skill. All of the things that make business really successful are skill-based endeavours. And when we compare ourselves to other people, when we're looking at what's happening in somebody else's life or somebody else's garden, we neglect that we may be wanting something that we actually haven't put in the effort into creating. 
So when we take the time to evaluate what's 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 working for us, what's not working for us, why isn't it working? Why did that work? What we do is we develop skill in the areas that we want to grow in. We develop skill in our marketing. We develop skill in our time management. We develop skill in how we manage our money and how we manage our taxes and all of the things. So if we want to develop this identity of being the only player on the field, we have to start evaluating and looking at what is working and my final part in how to really step into this identity to serve you is this idea that even though Lionel Messi is considered like one of the best football players of all time there are people that don't like him like he might make decisions on the pitch and people disagree and also, like Messi is only one player. I don't know how, say, football teams have like 10 players on the pitch and then like subs. It means that, and there's like so many cities and so many football teams, Messi can't play all of the positions on all of the teams across all of the countries. He's just one person. We need other people to play and fill these spots in other teams. And even when all the spots get filled, filled, like people, football players are going to retire, they're going to get injured, they're going to stop playing for whatever reason, and we're going to need new people. They're going to move on. They're going to go to LA, like David Beckham. It's this evolution that is constantly moving. Lionel Messi, he doesn't take up all of the space. We need other people to fill the other places on the team. And how I think about this in a business sense is that yes, there are gonna be people in your industry that like are 100,000 followers. It feels like, it might seem like they have a a monopoly on whatever they're doing and whatever industry there is. But at the end of the day, they are always going to be one person and they're always going to have something that you won't have. I think about this all the time. Like there are coaches that are way richer than me that are that have like bigger followings that are doing way more. And yet people decide to coach with me. I would be doing those people a disservice if I continued comparing myself to the next big coach in the industry. There's a reason why people picked me. There's a reason why people decided to work with me. And I explore those reasons. I ask them why they chose me and I come up with theories myself. And I really honour and celebrate those reasons and those theories. I So, for example, what I mean by that is I think people choose to work with me is because I talk about the wins and the fails and how I do things and I talk about manifestation in a way that's relatable and not too airy-fairy and I think that's why people like to work with me and when I think about being the only player on the pitch I get to think about those people out there in the world where what I say and what I do and how I move for the world is exactly what they need and exactly what they want And that's why they choose me. Like every day, like where I live in Walthamstow, there's a prep 
and I think there's a Starbucks as well, they are huge chains for coffee and snacks. And when I'm in Walthamstow and I'm looking for a place to get a coffee, I never go to Pret and Starbucks. And I think there's a Costa. I go to the independent coffee shop where they can only sit, you know, 10 people. And actually the coffee shop that I go to, like their Wi-Fi isn't even working. (laughs) So like when I go there, I personal hotspot off my phone. Like I still choose to go there. They offer way less than Pratt and Starbucks offer. But I still choose to go to the independent cafe. And we have to think about that. Like, I have a choice. Like, I could go there to Starbucks and Pratt, but I don't. I have my own relationship with the independent cafe. And I think about that all the time. I think about my people as the best people. And I think about me being the best person for them. And if I spend any time thinking about everybody else and all of the things, I won't be able to to serve my people. Like, imagine if my my local coffee shop was like, okay, we're going to stop because Pratt and Starbucks have just moved into town. So obviously, you know, they're just better than us. And imagine if they really had that perception. Like, that would really suck for me. I'd be really disappointed if they close and if they stop serving coffee because of that reason. And every time we compare ourselves, every time we say to ourselves, there's no point me posting this week because no one's listening or because nothing's working. There's no point me hosting that event because nobody's going to come and who cares about me? We are doing the same thing. We're basically saying there's a huge Starbucks in town. What's the point of me serving coffee? So friends, in order to be the only player on the team, we have to stop thinking about the greatness of others and placing more power on them. And we have to start honouring our experiences. We have to honour where we are on the journey. And we have to be, and we have to really celebrate who we are and the wins that we're having. We have to take ownership for where we are on our journey and really open up to the fact that it is insane that we get the opportunity to build businesses from our phone largely for free. It's a huge opportunity that we get. And just to summarise a couple of ways to like cut the comparison and to really focus on being the only player on the field, unfollow the people that are the stars of your industry and ask yourself, how are you the star of this industry? Where are you going? Tap into your future self. And how can you show up as your future self today? Number two, make sure you're evaluating your wins. Find out where you're growing. Find out how you're doing things differently. Find out why people choose to work with you. And number three, remember that there are always going to be other people serving coffee but people will still choose an independent coffee shop that only has one store and no Wi-Fi. People will still choose that independent coffee shop over Pret, Starbucks and Costa any day. And that means something. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, get your tickets to Future Self Nights. I cannot wait to see you there on September the 1st. And I'll chat to you next week. Take care.